Before we get started in this week's episode, I want to remind you to head over to youtube.com slash egofitness or just type in Robert Ego Anthony on his search bar and hit subscribe. I give you a new independent wrestling style vlog every single Monday. And while you're here, hit subscribe on the podcast, Potting with Ego. It helps boost numbers and gets the pod out to a lot of people that might not know it's there. Finally, the sponsor of the With Ego series, it is Good Note Clothing. That is Good Note CO, all one word over on Instagram. Go to them for all of your custom tie-dye clothing needs from hoodies, shirts, shorts, long comfy pants, everything you need when you're traveling on the road or just cuddling up with your loved one on the couch. Myself, Joe, Chico, and a lot of AEW athletes all rock Good Note clothing as well as you should and use code EGO to save yourself 15%. Now, let's get into the pod. Ladies and gentlemen, Robert Anthony, you can just go fantastico in some circles, with a guest finally. We finally have a motherfucking guest, and uh, Alfonso Gonzalez, this is because you told me to do more solo podcasts, I stopped having guests, but... We have today the man that bled buckets, who took four of my finished DVD finishers that a few people use in the Indies and they kick out at one. Uh, but he took four of them, kicked out all four, then beat me and sent me packing from freelance wrestling. You kicked me out of freelance wrestling. Storm Grayson, how you doing, my friend? Good. Thanks for having me. Storm, Storm and I were just talking in the basement, and then he was just like super like polite and soft-spoken and i'm like dude you i need to pull it out of you today stop it's nine o'clock at night on a tuesday you have smackdown on friday fucking get into this okay i do <laughs> does this air before friday or after this is friday this is le- day of oh okay so you're at smackdown uh when this airs oh cool i hope you listen to it while i'm there who Whoever is listening yes, to this, whoever, oh, I'm gonna whoever. fucking smack you! We are not starting over. You need to start getting into this. Uh, so, uh, how do you feel about kicking me out of freelance? You know, it's all your fault, right? Yeah, I thought I was retiring you in general, but oh, I didn't tell you about this. Did you know I was going to AEW? No, you didn't. Okay, good. But you I'm, thought I'm, you... I'm glad I didn't. No, I didn't really think I was retiring you. Did you really think you were retiring? No, no, not really. Oh, you're just fucking around. Yeah. Oh Jesus! So uh, Storm became the man. Uh, kicked me out of freelance, out of my home. Uh, What's the slogan? Freelances for everyone? No, freelance is home. Yeah. Not for me because you fucking kicked me out. <laughs> thanks, thanks, brother. Yeah, I got you. Oh, you're a son of a bitch. Thank when you. is the first time we've ever met? Do you remember the first time you met me? Because uh, I was thinking about this today when I met you and I'm having a hard time remembering. Well, the it. first time I probably met you was probably at like an Abbey show, just like shaking your hand. Oh, you went to an Abbey show? Yeah. As yeah. a fan? No, like I was like training because I was training with Bryce. But I started training. Abbey. I started training in 2013. Oh wow! So yeah. right when the Abbey started. Yeah, I, like I helped Flyer for the first freelance show. Freelance, not at the, uh, not freelance one. You mean like f- the freelance? No, no, Abbey? no, no. The first Abbey one. Hmm. So ended up Flyers. Is that on. your first memory? It was meeting me at the Abbey. Uh yeah, my first memory of you. Yeah. Was you doing like the live podcast at the Abbey? But like I don't remember meeting you then. Oh yeah, I did that with Hausman or someone. 
It's like I walked in and I couldn't see you and I was just like, who's talking? And sure. Like, everyone told me what happened. When was the first time we met Matt as like people? And I talked to you. The, the earliest interaction I have with you is at Logan Square one day. Uh, it was when you first started getting like jacked again. Thanks for calling me fucking well, no, not jacked like, and fucking, jacked. fucking sh- skinny and fat. <laughs> you just call me skinny fat. Go ahead. Well, I'm sure like we shook hands before that, mm-hmm. but like we made eye contact. Get back in shape. Yeah, like we, we made eye contact, and I like did the body gesture for you look jacked. And did I blow like, you off? No, you're just like thanks, brother. So kind of, but <laughs> but like that. I think that was my first interaction with you that I actually remember. I was like. I- I don't take those things even now. I don't, I don't take those type of compliments well. I I kind of get awkward yeah. when that happens to me. I'm kind of like, oh, whatever. Like um, the when I wrestled Ricky Morton, uh, Angel Escalara came up to me and he's like, dude, you look fucking amazing. And I just got like hot inside my body. I'm like, please don't talk to me ever again. <laughs> even though I like Angel Escalara. Uh, so that was the first time, huh? At the at Logan, it was when we had like an interaction. Remember, yeah. The I was thinking about this. The first time I met you, that I could think in my head was uh i think it was when mox won the title were you extra at aew maybe what show was that i don't know revolution right before coven yeah yeah right did you have green hair too then uh yes so i remember meeting you the first interaction in my head was you were the green kid that was your gimmick you wore green everything green hair and um i was trying to think did i meet you before do i remember meeting you like i think i knew of you Right, and I knew your gimmick was the green kid, but I didn't know much about you. But I remember like seeing you at AEW with Cora Jade, uh, I believe GPA and them. Yeah, you guys were yeah, hanging yeah. out. That was the first time I remember seeing you, seeing you. And then our first interaction for me was when you got jacked. So since we're fucking making fun of each other, uh, Storm Grayson as the green kid was like you were like super tiny. Yeah, you were like but super like not even thin. Like lean, tiny. You were like thin, like like loose, thin. Yeah, I don't know what loose thin means. Skinny but fat. Yeah, you're skinny fat. Same, right? It's fucker asshole. Uh, I was going through depression. Fuck you. Uh, so you were like really thin, and then when I started going to the freelance school at Pro Wrestling Tees right after mid COVID, after COVID, you were jacked. How the fuck did that happen? Because you don't eat meat, right? You're vegan. No, yeah. So like you went from like super thin to having like big ass legs that you hide with long tights that I hate. But go ahead. <laughs> How did you get big? How did that happen? Well, I was like kind of in shape and then, but like really lean because I was a heavy, I was heavy in like high school. And oh, you're fat. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. And then so. So it's easier for you to put on some shit. Well, no, I lost it all because I was like, I'm gonna be skinny. I'm gonna get abs. So I just like stopped eating, and like. And then I put, then I was just like skinny fat, like two oh six when I first started training, and then how tall are you? Six two. Okay. But then like I was like everyone was like oh chubby, I'm like you're a wrestler, I'm like yeah okay, so I lost it all and I was down to like one seventy. You were tiny, dude. When, yeah. you were, when you were the green kid, you were yeah. real tiny. Well, and then I got well, I got up to like one eighty three. It was like lean first surgery, and then got really surgery excited. wait what surgery i've had two surgery on both shoulders oh okay okay, okay. yeah 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 so i had the first su- shoulder surgery I thought you had the bypass surgery to no, lose no, the no, no i was no. like what the fuck <laughs> no i would have started with that jesus christ um no i had the first shoulder surgery and then got like really out of shape and started getting like heavy again yeah and then so when i had the second one i was like oh i can't like really get jacked so i just tried to lose a bunch of weight and that's where when we first started talking and i had the green hair yeah. it was just after the second surgery when i was so just like thin, skinny fat lift, yeah do anything like that dude that's wild so uh my first gimmick was egotistical fantasco and the reason why that came about was um 
I knew I needed to be different, right? And nobody back then in the early 2000s had a mask, so I wore a mask. And then some guy told me I had the biggest ego that he knew, one of my buddies. So he's like, you should be this, you should be ego something, uh, fucking e-disco, fantastico. And that's how my name came about. Why the fuck were you the green kid? Well, I thought it was like based around the pun. <laughs> that you were green and a kid? Well, yeah, well, okay. And then you took it you took it to the next level and dyed your hair green? So kind of, so, well, first. Is this like, a Bryce thing? Did he come up with this? No, no. Okay. He did. He did. He did co-sign it though. He did. Yeah, he loved it oh, though when I pitched God. it to him. I hated it. Go <laughs> That's ahead. fair. A lot of people did, especially because, like I told you, like, but like, so I started training 2013. First match 2014, I was under a mask. Really? Yeah. Who did? Where did you wrestle though? For like, like Galleon like, un- shit. Like the original underground. Well, okay. not the original original, but the original reboot of underground. Sure. And then Galley, which is okay. where I got the mask. Like that was passed oh, down Jesus. the Rickeria gimmick. Trust me, fucking Carlos yeah. gave me a mask too. Yeah. Wait, no, you and I wrestled on shows together. I'm just realizing this while I was Ray Furia. Where you were what? what was I, I wrestled on, like, the cage match, like, where you were, like, the freelance show at, a, what was it, Chop Shop? Did you? Like, I was on those freelance shows. Like See, I, I don't remember. Yeah. So I, don't, I don't know if we would have interacted at all. No. Like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, what was your name? Ray Furia. Ray Furia? Yeah. Like what the fuck Furia. is Ray Furia? I think it's, like, I think, like, it's, like... King Fury, Fury King. It was passed on to me. It was a gimmick before me. With a mask. Yeah, it was given to me like I wasn't supposed to keep it. It was just for reps. But then like it kind of started working at Galleon Underground, and then they put me with like Fury Roja, and like they liked us, and they were like, "Oh, you guys should be a tag team because you have a similar name." And this is red. This is this is a Carlos. It's very wrestling. This yeah, is a Carlos very, fucking idea. So then, where did you where did you lose the hood and then become Green Kid? Carlos is gonna hate me telling the story, but I lost Carlos two nights listening. in a yeah, I lost Carlos. it two nights in a row actually. The mask on two different shows, yeah. So Underground and Galley were running back to back. Okay. So on Underground, I lost it to JJ Garrett. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the next day was like the real one that was getting posted online, which was like me and Furia Roja. Like sure. I had turned on him to lose after he lost the belts, and then he won my he won the mask versus mask and unmasked. And then he became the Green Kid. No, and then I was just Storm Grayson. Oh. So the green thing came about because no one knew I existed. So everyone just thought I was like this brand new guy who just showed up. Like, And I think that's why. And then after surgery, like any of the new people had no idea who I was. Sure. So I think it was just like half joke, like half I'm going to put a chip on my shoulder thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then like mm, didn't really have a whole lot going. But also like Ali asked me, is like, how do you see yourself like – when you're a kid being a wrestler, was it like this? And in my head, I was like, well, in the video games, I like green hair and stuff. So like, <laughs> oh, my God. That's where like, Ali's to blame for this. Yeah, yeah. Indirectly, yeah. Jeez. Well, actually, directly. For the green hair and all that super shit? He just doesn't know it, yeah. Holy fuck. So, so you went from green kid to mask kid, right? No, so I went... <laughs> here's them all in order. I'll, yes. I'll find pictures for you eventually. Yeah. It went mask... Oh, mask first. Mask... Fury um, Roja. Like, uh, Ray Furia. Yeah. Ray Furia. Uh, lose the mask just like normal. I had long hair sure. for the first time then. And then I had my surgery. I cut all my hair off. Wow. Like, I never I it. can't. So I can't. Don't do that again. Don't do yeah. that again. No, I won't. Never again. I regretted it immediately. Yeah. So then I was wrestling with like short hair and then started getting heavy. Yeah. And then my hair started coming out and I went like black and gold and dyed my hair, like bleached my hair. Wow. And did that and had like a gold jacket and sunglasses. I need but it was like, photos of this. Yeah, it's really bad. But it was like only in like 
Lima, Ohio. So like, I don't think for war. Would. Yeah. Oh my god, dude! I got stories about war. But uh, go ahead. I used to wrestle a lot, and that's uh, and then after I and then I started doing because it was uh, the bleach was like to lead into the green hair. I already had the idea, but I was like, let me grow it out and we'll mm-hmm. do run this first. And then I did like I dyed my hair and everything. And then I got hurt at war trying to take the four table bump, and none of them broke. Um, Jesus Christ! So back up. <laughs> Who are you wrestling? Um. Aaron Williams. Aaron Williams. Yeah. And he, what kind of move was he throwing you to the floor? I, it was a TLC match, and I was trying to like fall off the ladder to the outside through. Oh, like tables. when they pushed the thing over. Yeah. And none of the tables. None broke. of them broke. Zero. And you just bounced off of them. Yeah. Fucking hell. Yeah. Well, I learned a lesson because I asked. Tell to me go this see lesson. The, well, I asked to go see the tables before, and um, and Tom was like, and like I love Tom was always good to Tom me. the promoter. Yeah, yeah, I'm not trashing him but and he was like he was like sorry they're already under the ring fans are out there oh and God. like he was like they're good they're good they'll break Lies. but like you know i wasn't very like big no. right so which i should have just not done it then yeah and then our time got cut to like six minutes before. a six minutes tl me a six minute tlc match yeah it, well, it was the end of a, t- a, t- a tournament too this is the finals of the tournament but it was like their Hall of Fame show, so like everything ran super late, and they needed us to hurry up. It was probably a few minutes more than six, but like it was pretty close. Holy shit! So this is we decided terrible. me and the ref should set up the tables like part of my entrance, okay? Like just so it was already set up for the finish, which all the signs were pointing to not doing it, like to just cutting that spot. And but I was like insistent on it. I had envisioned it, and then none of them. And even when I was setting them up, I knew none of them were gonna break. Holy fuck! But I was like, oh, I'll just flip so I don't like. I'll bounce off and I'll be fine. Nope. But then when I went to do it, the ladder like buckled because it was a single sided ladder, and so like I had to tuck so I didn't land on my head, and I just landed on my shoulder and said nothing. And then fuck your shoulders. Yeah, yeah. Do you have this match on tape? Uh, somewhere, yeah. I, I have at least love, the clip of the spot. I would love to see this. Yeah. I would it doesn't love even look cool. to see this. Oh, fuck Because the ladder's up. not tall enough to like, fall downward, so it's like Bro. straight horizontal. Here, here's the advice of young wrestlers. Don't do fucking hardcore matches. Holy shit. Stop. Yeah. Don't do it until you get older. And then you could like speak up for yourself and then like set things up the way you want them. Because yeah. when you're young and dumb, that's when shit fucking, when you get hurt. Yeah. You're like, oh, do you want to take this thing and land on your head? Absolutely, I want to land on my head. No, you don't. Yeah, and it was like forced too. Like I did, they, everything told me I shouldn't do it, and no one would have been mad because like no one even. You were young. You're like, so I'm just gonna go do this. I'm just gonna do yeah. this stupid fucking bump. Yeah, so we called like a f- six minute TLC match in the ring just to get to that finish, and then. So uh, we got on a tangent, but yeah, yeah. so you were you were super skinny and all this shit. How did you? Because you're a vegan, and and, and I and I want to hear this story because oh. I think it'll be. I don't think it'll be fucking uh, helpful. Not all those people, because I did a body mm. dysmorphia episode, and a lot of people reach out to me talking about like their diets and what do they eat and all that kind of shit. So it's got to be double tough for you, right? So how did you go from little to big? And was was it over COVID that this happened? Yeah. Shit, and you didn't even have a gym. No. no. So what happened? How did you how did you get in shape? So I I didn't change much about. Uh what I was eating. Like, I have, like, a psychotic diet. It's strictly functional. Like, I do a cheat day on the weekends yeah. where I'll eat, like, it's every, all vegan, so, but it's, like, junk food. But I drink, like, liquid tofu during the week. And I was doing that before. Even when I was, like, out of shape, I was just trying to get back in shape, and obviously I'd let my diet slip a bit. And but, liquid like, tofu gets you jacked? Well, like, that's how I get enough calories. and Because when I'm at work, like, 
which is like IT, right? Yeah, so I'm yeah. sitting at my desk. I have a blender at work, and I just blend tofu and water to keep drinking like calories and stuff. I could I could make it more complicated. Does this taste like shit? It tastes like nothing. That's why I do it. It's just uh, for convenience. I hate eating like that to that like extent. So you do that? Then what do you do for protein? Like how do you get? Well, well no, like those the blocks I get like the one pound blocks. There's like 54 grams of protein on the ones I get. Like I buy them from. How much does a one pound block of tofu cost? Uh, well, I buy them all like H Mart, just like an Asian grocery store. So. It, they're like a dollar or something. They're cheap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would never buy from like Jewel or whatever. Because it'd be too expensive yeah, and like, like all fucking block, proce- yeah. processed and shit. But um, so I, I literally every day all I do is uh, I drink four blocks of tofu or drink four three, eat blocks one. of tofu. I drink three and like eat the one for dinner. I have uh, like 180 grams of brown rice, half a pound of sweet potato, half an avocado, and then like some eyeball broccoli. Why are you a, vegan? A banana. Is, is there a reason why you're vegan? Just because you don't just like, like the animals. Yeah. Animals, yeah. Yeah, I've been vegan since I was 15. 15. Yeah. How old are you now? 27. Bro, that's wild. Yeah. I. I don't know if I have the dedication <laughs> <laughs> enough to believe in something like that. Mm-hmm. That's such an inconvenience because the world doesn't revolve around yeah. you. Do you know what I'm saying? So like the world revolves around carnivores, yeah. right? So like, damn, dude, that's de- that's dedication. How do you handle this going on the road? That's like the hardest anyway. part is like, I mean, there's meal services now, but they're so expensive because the vegan meal plans aren't really made for like bodybuilders. They're just made for like just normal people. people. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So like the amount of meals I would need, which is why I drink the tofu because it's cheaper and like easier than trying to prepare these meals or buy them. Um, so on the, but they, they make like Huel now and stuff. So sometimes I'll take that on the road. You just need like hot water. Yeah. So. Dude, I want to try like one of these much. tofu shakes that yeah, you make. It, Tastes like nothing. You'll be surprised. This you won't ta- like it, but you won't hate it. No. I I think I'll hate it before I... <laughs> I think I'll hate it. Oh, you might, but it's, it's, it's I not... I do want to try it. Yeah. I guarantee there's a taste to it. Well, it's a slight, but, like, the worst thing I drink isn't that. Like What's the worst I, thing I you drink, drink? Well, I drink, like, unflavored pea protein powder, and it's, that's horrible. I don't, I don't know. If you've never Can had... Can you drink like, milk? You can't drink milk, right? No. Okay. Damn. So you just mix it with water? Yeah. Oh. I mean, I could mix in, like, almond milk or something, but I just drink it in water. For oh. This comes to a bashing of Storm's veganism yeah. for some well, reason. I'm a bad example because like, it sounds horrendous what I do, but I've been doing it that for years. Yeah. And then, I'm intrigued, though. I try it. Yeah. I try it just to try it. Like, I do it for my own convenience because, like, I can't be bothered. Years ago, I went to this vegan restaurant. You probably know it. Downtown Chicago. The Chicago Diner. Yeah. I had a... Uh, I had a bacon cheeseburger no mm. bacon no cheese no burger and it fucking looked like a burger and yeah. it tastes like a burger it blew my mind yeah it blew my mind the bacon cheeseburger was all made out of, out of eggplant i believe oh, really? and i didn't know i i i still can't fathom how they made a bacon cheeseburger look like a bacon cheeseburger no bacon no cheese no burger yeah. it was fucking great well it's crazy now because there's like substitutes for everything when i was 15 it was horrible, yeah. but but like if I was if I was in the position I was in now when I was fifteen, it would have been I would have been dead in the water. But like I was fat, so like I all, all I did was just like cut out like the animal stuff. So I was still eating like fries and stuff. So I got even heavier when I first went vegan. It wasn't until I was like twenty one, twenty two, and started like working out seriously. I was like, oh, I have to like the early two thousands. The wrestlers that were uh, that lived that lifestyle. The first one I remember was Austin Aries. He was the first one I ever met that was a vegan and still in great shape and uh, and performed at a high level. Then later on, people jumped on that bandwagon. Like, mm-hmm. Punk was, I think, maybe a vegetarian for a while. 
Uh, Kofi just went vegan. Um, I don't know if he's still rocking that. Last time I talked to him, he was. He was doing like vegan meals, but I don't know if it was as strict, mm. right? Because some people have different rules, right? Mm. So like some people drink milk. Some people can't drink milk. Some people eat eggs. Some people don't eat eggs. Do you do fish? No, so, I don't so, do any animals. So it's though. weird. Like some vegetarians will eat fish. Yeah. And I was just like, well, I don't understand that. It's still a fucking animal. Mm. makes no sense to me. Mm. I don't know. But we got off, we got off on a tangent of eating, but... But it's, like, super commendable, and it also shows your dedication to, like, not only our sport, but your own fitness and stuff. Because, like like you said, a lot of vegans are not bodybuilders, not big, yeah. right? So you're, you're fighting a double uphill battle. Like, you have to figure out how to eat on the road, how to get all the calories in. Because when you wrestle, when you train, when you go to practice, you're burning so many fucking calories. Um, the, like, the famous story is when we were in developmental and build them out would do our like insane cardio days to where uh zach Ryder famously said that he would eat a tub of ice cream at the end of the night just because he needed the calories mm. like it didn't stick to him because we were doing so much cardio and shit like that for you you'd be fucked right because we're in georgia i doubt there's any fucking vegan <laughs> george uh vegan places in georgia in 2005 uh we would hang out, I would hang out at the Walmart and the GameStop. There was fucking nothing there. Mm-hmm. You'd be in hell. But it shows your dedication to our sport and just dedication to like your beliefs and things like that. So it's super commendable, man. Now it's easier though. You, yeah. live, in a, you live in a different world, man. Fuck, it's, dude. I, I can't, I couldn't imagine. Dude. dude like it's it was wild. hard enough when I was 15. Dude, like huh? I, I, if I did it now, it would be easy. Like, yeah. But not saying it's easy for someone to make that switch, but like it'd just be wild. In comparison. Be, it'd just be wild to like, there was nothing on the road for you back then. Yeah. There, just, the world didn't work for you. It just yeah. fucking, it would have fucking sucked. But, uh, but yeah, no, so now you're here. Now you're Jack. Now you're on top. Now you're on top at Freelance. Fucking, um, what's been like for you the hardest part about, so for the hardest part for me coming up in the early 2000s was, it was a land of the giants back then, mm. right? It, it, fuck, it still, it's kind of still is, but not really. Uh, it, from two thousand one until two thousand eight, if you weren't over six foot three, you nobody looked at you to get a job, right? For your generation, it's a lot different. What What do you think the biggest hurdle is stepping in front of you from getting signed? What do you think your 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 biggest struggle is? What's 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 the tough part? I think it's that like awkward and quiet I am, and, like my really? anxiety about talking and stuff. Like, because I don't think I have a huge issue. I mean, obviously, I can improve at it. There's plenty of room to grow, but yeah. like, I I could definitely do worse when delivering a promo. But like, it's the it's oh, the man. getting to that. But let's say you did promo. Let's say you did good promos, right? Mm-hmm. Do, do you think that's that's holding back your generation? Do you think promos? Do you think it's moves? What do you what holding do you back think? Me or holding back our generation? Both. Like, what do you think is holding back your, your what, – what's the tough part for your generation to get signed or get noticed or move on out of the Midwest and go on bigger shows? Well, from the way I, I – well, I think it's the same thing. I think it's just, like, social awkwardness because, like, that hmm. comes into play with social media too. Like, I have no idea yeah. how to tweet. Like, I treat Twitter like Instagram because, like, I don't – it's the same way you had to pull words out of me. You had to lead me with questions. Like, it's – yeah, yeah, And obviously that's, like, a work-in-progress thing. It's – I accept that it's a part of our business now. But, like, I'm not a very social person. Like, I don't talk to people from wrestling. So I mean, like, it's very much, like... Then why pro wrestling? People... Then why pro wrestling? 
because when I was that way as a kid, like I mean, standard story, right? That's the only thing I did escape to was wrestling. Sure. Like, yeah, yeah. So like, didn't have friends at school, and so I have like two friends from school, and one of them happened to like wrestling, which is why we became Same. friends. Yeah. Same. And Same for so me. like, it would be go to school and get, depending on the year, get picked on, and go home. It didn't matter. Go home and watch wrestling. I'm like, I know it sounds cheesy, cliche, but the only thing I've ever really wanted to do with wrestling is like try to make people feel the way I did as a kid, sure. right? Like, which is why, and I'm sure we'll get into it more, but like our last match, why, like, yeah, yeah, we're gonna talk about our last story match, so. aspect and stuff. Like, that's all. Did you ever get stage fright? Mm. About everything but like actually wrestling. I get nervous for wrestling. Yeah. But like, I'm way more nervous for like a security spot for extra work or something. Really? Yeah, just because that's out of my element. But by now, when I first started, of course, but like, by now, I'm just like, oh, okay, you're not like horrible at wrestling. Like, even, and I was talking to Carlos Romo about this, like, especially if it's a singles match. I know like my worst singles match isn't going to be atrocious like it would have been a few years ago. Yeah. It may not be a banger. Like, if I got to a, v- a venue last minute, I could go at least have, like, a solid match. It just may not be anything to write home about. But, like, it's the other stuff. It's, it's the talking and everything else or even, like, meet and greet, stuff like that. Like So, for me, I used to tell people pro wrestlers don't get stage fright the way actors do, mm-hmm. right? I, I knew a couple people that did improv and they did, uh, like, Broadway-style acting. And they would get like terrified to go out there and speak in front of an audience. And I used to say pro wrestlers don't get that. Like we we thrive on how many people are in that crowd. And and the more people there, the more excited we get. Um, and I was kind of like you growing up, where I didn't really fuck with any other anyone but my like my two like technically one uh, my one close friend who was really into wrestling but like uh i the only time i would get nervous in wrestling was when i had to perform in front of my peers right Mm. so when you had to do those like weird practice matches just in front of the people you're wrestling with or cut a promo in front of the people at training right that was more nerve-wracking to me than cutting a promo in front of wrestling fans or wrestling in front of wrestling fans right so like i could do that all day long uh, but I never got nervous like doing extra work or anything like that. Like I hated. Do, were you doing extra work when you had to do the uh, practice matches? Did you ever have to do one of those? No, no. Bro, those were fucking rough. They dude. were starting to phase them out when I first started doing extra work. That sucked, dude. Especially when when I, first time I did it was like '04. That was the worst because like think about this, right? You go there 2004, and they the way that they did it was. First, you would be in a corner. There'd be like three guys per corner around the ring and two in the middle. And they would just wrestle and tag in and out, tag in and out, tag in and out. While this is happening, all Undertaker would come sit and watch. Kurt Angle would come sit and watch. Uh, Arn Anderson would come sit and watch. Like they would all show up. All these legends would show up and just watch you. Then they would say, all right, get down. And then we'd pick two people, go in there and wrestle. Now you two go in there and wrestle. Now you, and they would just watch us, either to steal moves or laugh at us. But, like, imagine fucking that. That was, like, the worst. Like, the worst anxiety, the worst fucking... Because they're not cheering. They're not booing. They don't give a fuck. And you're just, like, trying to impress them and, like, do all these things. And they don't give a fuck what's going on. That was the worst. And then later on, uh, when I went back after I got fired in 2012 or 13, everyone knew me then. Because, like, I grew up with half those or came up with half those guys. So I wrestled um, 
Ricardo Rodriguez and like it was a fucking curtain sellout just because I was back and like doing weird shit. That was even more fucking nerve wracking. So when they started phasing those out, I was like, thank fucking God. Because that that gives me anxiety. But wrestling in front of the freelance crowd, going out and wrestling Janelle at the United Center, like none of that fucking gave me like uh, anxiety or anything mm. like that. So that's what I used to say is like wrestlers don't have that. Um, but for you, I think your biggest fear is like speaking on the mic. Yeah. Even in front of wrestling fans, right? Do you yeah. Get kinda, oh, yeah. You, you no, I think, my, I think my biggest fear is just like being a normal person. Because like when I'm wrestling, like whether i have the most uh, elaborate character or not sure. i'm still an extension of myself i'm not myself yeah. but like and even then once i start talking if i'm cutting a promo i'm not nervous while it's happening but it's the build-up getting to it because the whole time i'm preparing for it like i don't i, I know people talk about having the switch that they can turn off like hours before i have never well, people can like get into character like on a whim like hours before or whatever people, okay. people like people with these brooding characters would just like disappear or talk about how they would just disappear forever i'm like sure. i don't have that so like until like i'm actually out there doing it i'm still just like normal storm like until you go out through the curtain yeah 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 once it starts i'm fine yeah like even when we we had that promo recently like it, i mean i tried i did everything i could but like ask to skip it, to get out of it. Like, like that was eating you didn't me alive. Want to do it. yeah and i had already wrestled and i didn't think twice about that match like i wrestled sam adonis this past weekend yeah and um i had to talk for like 10 seconds before and you were freaking we, the fuck out we talked for like 10 minutes and i never thought about the match again yeah, yeah. so we went out there but i was sitting in a chair with like going over like what i wanted what to say, say for like 40 minutes Bro, that's wild. Yeah. So, like, uh, uh, when I did the AEW, uh, they wanted me to do a promo. I put that promo together in my car on the way there. And, and like, my process of elimination is, does this sound like a story that I'm telling and that I believe? Or does this sound like I'm reading off a piece of paper, right? And, and, and I kind of, it takes me a little bit to kind of run it through my head and come up with some creative lines. And, like, there's certain things when I do promos that I, I refuse to say. Right. And um, those things are like those super cliche, let me tell you something, or um, uh, what, what's another fucking cliche one that, that I always hate? Um, I can't think of it on the top of my head, but there's a lot of cliche lines that a lot of like beginning wrestlers say. And um, especially when they start their promos, right? When people start their promos, they, they say certain things. And, uh, I shy away from that. Like the beginning of my promo at AAW was I, I needed to get your attention. I need to get people's attention. I need to tell you a story right away. And I believe it was uh, in 2004, three people that nobody wanted started a company in a town no one respected. That's how I started that. I told you a story right off the bat. Normally, I'd introduce myself and say who I was, but I didn't need to do that, right? So you got to be more creative when you start putting your things together now that you're the man, now that you're the champ, and um, and, and just start telling stories, be more demanding, and have fun with it because the promo aspect is just as fucking important as the wrestling. And s lately, you could be more you, – you would have more fun doing promos because you're trying to challenge yourself. Don't swear. Right, uh, that's what I told Pekovic and Danny. I'm like, I'm not going to swear here. Everyone fucking swears in your company. They swear way too much. I swear on the podcast, so whatever. But try to be more creative so you don't swear. Right, challenge yourself so that way you don't say the same things that other people say, or 
or or start your promos a little bit more creative, and then you're gonna have fun with it. You're gonna look forward to it, um, just like your matches. You know, what I mean, how, how am I gonna get to my finish this week, right? How how is the ending of my match gonna be? That's a fun creative process. Take that whole thing, put it in the promos. And once you do that, then you're on the then you're on the ball. You can't hurt your shoulders cutting promos. <laughs> I'm just letting you know. Maybe you can, but I don't know. You can't you can't hurt your shoulders cutting promos. Um, but I think you'll get it. What do you think? Well, I'm not going to be there, so you're on yeah, your own fucking yeah. own. Well, and it's one of those things where, like, maybe it's blind confidence, but I, that's I, it's not something I'm worried about. But like, it's something I constantly worry about. If that Ooh. makes sense. Yeah. Like, I'm not worried that I'll eventually figure. I won't event. Like, I know I'll eventually figure it out. It's the in between time because, like, I'm at a point now where, like, when when we first started like working together and you like I started training with you. Yeah, yeah. Like, still no one knew who I was and like. In the grand scheme of things, no one still knows who I am, but enough, like, I'm on shows where people watch them. Like, so, like, now is, now is the hard part of... I was going to ask you that question. Go ahead. I was going to ask you a question about that. I was going to say, like, now is the hard part of learning in front of people. Like, I have to find Storm Grayson in front of an audience. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which I guess that's probably the only way to find it. Yeah. But, like, like, I didn't have a lot of reps of Storm Grayson, like, between two surgeries and COVID, like, with a small audience or not on like smaller shows yeah, yeah, yeah i was like all my work before that was, was this completely different mass character who never spoke yeah damn so i think part of it a lot of his discovery because like i can't be like i have to figure out how to bring out the talking from like real life storm who's not a very talkative person sure so alonzo and i joe alonzo and i were talking about you um i forgot what it, why we were talking about you but something came up and uh uh, what the fuck were we talking about? I can't remember why we brought this up. I, that doesn't matter. But we're talking about you, and and that was a like the general consensus. The one thing holding you back is your promos, right? Getting comfortable in front of the camera, talking more, and putting a little bass in your voice. Um, because I asked you what what's the biggest challenge of your generation? I feel your generation. Um, the challenge is you need to learn that less is more. Your generation. I'm going to tell you a story about less is more. And you need to learn less is more, and you need to learn that telling a story is more important than a backflip, right? And for you specifically, the challenge for you is putting some bass in your voice and sounding more confident in cutting these promos. Uh, so everyone listening, this is kind of super inside baseball about our, our profession, but I was told, this is my less is more story, I was told back in the day less is more. And my response to that was, fuck you, more is more. And they were like, no, man, I'm telling you, less is more. I'm like, you want me to go to Subway and pay full price for a six-foot fucking, or a 12-foot sub, and you only want to put six inches of meat in it? No. I want fucking double meat. More is more. And then I realized, oh, shit, less is more. Because you can do, in your match, I don't know, three 450s, and two shooting star presses and get this big standing ovation. But someone that can work a character can walk out there, throw one punch, or do something super fucking heelish and get the same reaction, right? And they didn't have to go through that danger. So less is more. Um, I watched a, um, and here's my real world example of this. I watched uh, the Lucha match at AEW. I watched all the matches on my debut. And I watched Gringo Loco's match with, um, the guy that dresses like a beast. I don't know everyone's name. Uh, 
But anyway, Gringo Locos match. And it was a lot of fucking shit. And the crowd didn't really care, right? They 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 cared for certain things, but at some point it got to the point where people were doing these like beautiful fucking shooting star presses and all this kind of shit, and people just sat on their hands, like, all right, whatever. That's less is more, right? Because once you see that shooting star press and then you see it three more times, then people don't give a fuck anymore. I think that's a challenge for your generation. But for you, once you get your promos in, you're gonna be fucking golden, man. You'll figure it out. I think I think it's funny you brought that up because that that would have been that was gonna be my second answer. What my personal oh, one yeah, of my yeah, yeah. hard things is that I I well, I think I like I like wrestling the way you and I wrestle each other. The boring stuff. Yeah, who called me boring? Like, who called yeah, me boring? Me. I told you. You called me boring, like, and I, 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 like I got training. mad about it, right? Yeah, I was like, I like training with you because you teach the boring stuff. And I got super mad about it. I was yeah. like, motherfucker. Which I meant as a compliment, <laughs> yeah. Like, because I've always liked that stuff. Like, I didn't, I never watched, like, I watched, like, compilation videos on YouTube, but I had no exposure to indie wrestling outside of that. So, like, everything I grew up watching from the time I could talk was TV wrestling. So. Like that's the style of wrestling I love, and yeah. like I think the hardest part is now is that I'm wrestling in a world where like the people doing some really cool stuff, sure. and I want to wrestle like I'm on TV without having the character of someone who's on TV, which is the part like you got to find that happy medium. You got to find the happy medium in the indies. Once so, you find that out, it'd be fine. Yeah, which is what we talk about with the character and stuff. I was like, if I'm going to wrestle that style, I need to compensate for it by finding that other stuff. Yeah. Dude, Robert Anthony does five moves. I'm John yeah. Cena in the Indies. <laughs> it's fucking, it's fucking terrible, dude. I do five moves. I, I gotta start picking it up though. But uh, do more creative things. But uh, but yeah, dude. It's like it's all about story. That's how we packed the place. That's how we sold the place out. Is telling that fucking story. Um, but uh, let's talk about it. Let's talk about me getting my fucking ass whooped. Wait, the the lesson one thing before, before you start. Go for it. You know, I did like. F- three moves in that entire gauntlet i had like three offensive spots in that whole gauntlet and then this last match yeah oh let's talk about this hold on yeah, yeah. time out time out time out <laughs> so, so uh it got to a point um I, I the last week's podcast uh i think it's a goodbye freelancer thank you freelance whatever um i talked about what led to my exit of, of freelance right and and the main reason that led my my exit is because I was champ for double champ, then single champ for almost two years, holding a belt some type of way. And I I told them, and I don't think you know this, I said, who's gonna be the guy to take it from me? And the first response was Craig Mitchell. That's who the guy was gonna be before you. And I said, okay, that's fair. Uh because before COVID. Did I win the freelance title before COVID? No. I can't remember. I was supposed to... Craig got hurt. Uh, I was supposed to win the freelance title only for one month. And that was it. And then Craig was going to take it and do a big run. Uh, but it, but he got hurt. So I ended up doing this run. And then I said, who's going to be the guy? And nobody knew. They didn't think it was you yet. We didn't have anyone to take my place. And I, that's why I held the belt for so long. Because you... We needed you to find yourself that's what i thought in my mind and once you started getting over once you started finding yourself uh you became that guy and ever and i said okay now that we have the guy as soon as i lose this title i need to disappear i didn't know about AEW at the time but i said i need to leave and james looked at me he's like what why and i said well fuck what am i gonna do 
go wrestle in the scramble match, wrestle match three. You know what I mean? It makes no fucking sense, right? But in order to do this, we got to build Storm. We, it's got to be he's got to be the guy, right? And that's why we did that whole entire program, the whole entire story to get everyone behind you. Uh, as we started that, what was your feelings? Like, were you like, were you thinking you're ready for it, or like, what were you like? All right, whatever. Same day, new new fucking day, new story or something. Yeah. Well, what was so, your feelings? Well, can I can I go back to the beginning of when we kind of started this? Or it was really like sure. the secret stash match. What secret stash? Like the oh, what, the Galley? COVID sh- yeah, the COVID show. You there. weren't the guy back then. No, not at all. No, and but, I and I only had the legacy title. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so going in to like COVID, like we we talked, we got, I got jacked and everything because going in, I had like absolutely nothing going. I'd been wrestling since 2014. And I was like, and I'll make it quick. But I had been wrestling since 2014, and I had done absolutely nothing. Like, no one knew who I was. Um, like, honestly, right before the pandemic, Danny Daniels said to me, when he asked me how long I've been wrestling, and I was like, since 2014, I was like, oh, this is the first time I've ever heard of you. And I was like, oop, I had wrestled on your shows before. But, like, yeah. and I love Danny, but, like, that, that put it into perspective to me. So when we went into lockdown, and I was like, it's in a low place, I was like, I have nothing to show for anything. Yeah. And I was like, either I have to figure this out. I was like, I can either be miserable forever or like give this everything I have and make something of it. Sure. And so like I just tried getting jacked and then like one day you showed up at training and you did some stuff that like you ran a spot that looked really real and I was like, Oh, I need yeah, to yeah. do that. Yeah. And then so we started training, we had that secret stash match and I did not feel like I felt so out of place having that match. No, it was fine. Like, well, it was fine, but like the, that was, was like that was the main event of that show. Yeah, which was mostly a student show too, where like students wrestling, more experienced people, or yeah. more known people, and like that was the first time I was put in that spot, like a main event spot like that. Sure. And so I and I had no idea what I was doing, and like I was terrified. We did it, and it was fast. I don't think I still felt that way going into the first title win with you really yeah and like it's not that i didn't feel like i could be but like until you're in that spot you don't know that first title when you were on your you were on full fucking cylinders man you're having great matches i i felt it deep down but like i think it's the thing of like you don't know until like you know maybe other people i i I knew other people were starting to believe i could do it and obviously i have that blind faith in myself like you gotta bet on yourself right Uh like i can do this right but in terms of comfort even at the time that match happened and we did i think the first time i really felt like i like genuinely i was like oh i can beat the guy was when we went into the Foley match for me to lose it. Really? Yes. So we're people listening, you're you're hearing right now firsthand like the self doubt that we have as professional wrestlers because he Storm is having had the self doubt all the way to fucking Mick Foley, and by that time I I knew you were ready to go, so I didn't have that doubt for you. Um, and fuck, dude, did I ever? You know what I mean? Egotistical Fantasco was real. <laughs> I really thought I was the shit. Yeah. So I never had self-doubt. Mm-hmm. I when, when I got put over for the first title I ever won, the Cruiserweight title at PCW, I was like, about goddamn time. Yeah. Right? When I became heavyweight champion uh, for that company, I was like, about fucking time. You know, shit like that. I never had really self-doubt. The only self-doubt I've ever had about me was just my physical appearance when I was losing weight and gaining weight and things like that. But like... It just shows how much our business fucks with our minds. Yeah. Uh, others can see it in you, but you don't ever see it in yourself. Yeah. At least the greatness part yeah. of it. Well, and even when you do, a lot of times it's short-lived, right? Like, if you had Ooh. asked me, I would have been like, absolutely, I'm ready. Yeah. 
but internally the 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 voice is immediately like are you sure <laughs> like sure and and i what tangible proof did i have like none like so yeah um yeah and like and, I, and i've had this talk with veronica my girlfriend a lot where it's like this level of like imposter syndrome over the last couple of years because like i had never been anywhere close to the spot for the first several years i was wrestling and sure. then all of a sudden it's like i skipped a whole middle chapter and while all of a sudden a lot of people disappeared from the indies through covid yeah i mean some of them getting signed some people just moved on to other things if they, <laughs> they got out you you, um, you got you got the where you're at because people noticed you got in shape and you looked physically great right and then you started having these like really good matches that's what made you stand out to at least freelance management. Uh, why why haven't you wrestled anywhere else? Like, why are you not at Black Label Pro? A lot of the students go to Black Label. Do you ever reach out? Or they or you, is that your thing? I, I don't, I've reached out to them before. But like, I've I've never had an in depth conversation. They with just said whatever. Doing. Yeah, no, I've I don't I've just never talked to them. Like, I've I've sent like the normal booking emails and stuff. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. They didn't care, huh? I guess not. Yeah. Weird. And, and I'm, I'm pretty sure, well, I think part of the problem is, too, because I've been in this area for so long yeah. as, like, a not ready version of myself. Yeah. Like, the version I am now has only existed for, like, two years now. So I think every, I think a lot of people's, I, I don't know if a lot of it is, like, because I was sending these emails before that, right? So when I send one more email, granted, I'm a different performer, different look now, everything, but it's still, like, that same guy sending it. So I don't know if that's part of it. I don't know. Mean... Some of the students that are, like, not ready are on those shows. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. especially on the pre-shows or whatever. I, so, I can't believe they didn't give you... Because I thought they used a lot of the freelance kids. That's wild to me. I've never been to a BLP show either. So I'm not saying... Like, I've never talked okay. to anyone from that in person. Though. Oh, yeah. So I think things will change. Might be I think it, things yeah. will change. Yeah. Because uh, maybe. Maybe I, you just got to network more. I, I, I think that's part of it. That's yeah. the social awkwardness thing. Like, I, when I'm... The biggest thing that held me back for a long time was... And I guess still does, but... It, getting better but it was like my dis when i leave wrestling i disappear you leave yeah i leave yeah. i'm that's like good. that's actually yeah good. And, and i know you very much have that but you also know a lot of people like you've you've built up those connections too through the years like dude joe needs to take that from you like when you leave wrestling, when we're at nwa this motherfucker hangs out in the lobby downstairs yeah. fucking getting himself in trouble saying stupid shit just yeah. hanging out like go to your room and shut the fuck up yeah. like he needs to learn that from you. He <laughs> hangs out way too fucking much. Uh, but no, I get it, man. It's like, um, fuck, dude. The analogy for all, everyone listening is like that I use for what Storm's uh, describing is the, I always say, the best baseball player will play every single game. The best wrestler you may never even heard of in your entire life, right? So it, it takes a lot of networking. It takes a lot of putting yourself out there to get on these shows and a lot of bullshit stuff that you're just not comfortable doing just mm. yet. Uh, for me, I was always comfortable just, you know what I mean? I was a Wayne Gretzky guy, so you take a you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. I would ask everyone, mm. I want on the show. Let me on the show. Please let me do this one. Let me do this one. I begged everyone. Right. And, that, and that's how I got around. And like, I always put myself out there by going to Harley races because I knew that would lead into something else. You just got to put yourself out there more. You know what I mean? If you wait for it to come to you, it's never going to come to you. And, and I think that's what started to help finally. Yeah. And uh, I think it was, we talked about him earlier, but Jason Ayers, like, the first time I talked to him, I had a full conversation with him. He gave me that advice because I was just like sitting by myself like I normally am. Yeah. And he was like, and, and I asked him because I knew he was nice because I knew everyone knew him. Sure, sure. 
And um, Dude, I've known him forever. Yeah, well, and that's why I was like, and he was like, yeah, what kind of guys? Oh, you're from Chicago. Who do you know? And I was like, oh, Rob yeah, Anthony, yeah. everyone. But um, and he was like, dude, you got to be annoying. He's like politely annoying. Politely annoying. That's it's like right. Politely annoying, but you got to be annoying, dude. He's like, you can't be that polite without being annoying. And I yeah. was like, or without being a little annoying. And so I've tried to take that. It's been baby steps, but the, the, these last, I think that's what's helped. Bro, that's like, how you got to learn from Chico. That's how Chico got in my world. Is he was politely annoying. <laughs> I, I, fuck, dude. I try to think about the first time I met Chico, and Chico reminded me I just call him Lucha. Because all he did was Lucha. I was like, I just called him Lucha all the time. I didn't even know his name. And then all of a sudden, Chico's just like politely annoying. He just never left me. And I was like, all right, well, fucking Chico's part of the crew now. So, like, yeah, that, that that's great advice. You got to be politely annoying. And then you just eventually just like attach yourself to certain people and then you'll, you'll be good to go i think that, that like i think that's how i wound up in like warrior and stuff because like you got there because of frank fuck off that's what you're, i'm saying you're gonna get well that's what I'm frank saying. needed someone after i left you're about to get me to bury warrior really hard right now <laughs> motherfucker. Don't, I, still work there. I, I know <laughs> it's going in the, that's going the right direction though um <laughs> bro when uh it, Oh my God! Everyone here doesn't know this, but when Joe's when we did the podcast of Joe signing his contract, uh, no, I lie, because the New Year's one, because me, Joe, and Chico, bro, I went off on Frank for like forty five minutes, and I edited it all out of the podcast because <laughs> I went off on a get t- it out. Huh? <laughs> you just needed to get it. I out. I did, D two. I went off on Warrior. I went off on Frank. I went off on everyone. And Joe and Chico were loving every minute of it, and then I, then they left. And I thought about it, and I went. No, nah, I can't. I deleted all that shit. I deleted. I edited it all out. Uh, no, wait, fuck off. Wait, yeah. so your 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 warrior passed aside. Do you think that's one of the most like not to overhype our own angle, sure. but do you think that's that's one of the things I'm most proud of? Warrior. No, is oh. that about our our story? Is that I w- we were able to keep the momentum while I was simultaneously like doing, oh, fucking doing heel stuff with, with Frank, Frank down, down the street. street. Fucking and, idiots. And we were getting booed too. Like, oh and I was my like, God. and I, I get that wrestling fans have accepted just like separate universes. Like, it's one of the silly things. Yeah. I was terrified we were going to lose momentum. And because I didn't feel like I was, ne- the spot was mine yet. Like, that, that, like, I felt like it was going to slip away from me if I wasn't careful. So, what he's saying is that. While we were doing this fucking big program, <laughs> me and Frank the Clown versus Storm Grayson, fucking 30 minutes down the – no, I lie. An hour down the road, Storm Grayson and Frank the Clown were a fucking team at Warrior Wrestling being buddy buddies, and they would go back to Logan Square and hate each other again. Uh, no, that I never thought of it that way, uh, but I kind of do now. But the reason is this. The freelance crowd, nobody has the freelance mm. crowd, right? With exception of like maybe – Ten a fans, few regulars, yeah, yeah. right? Um, the freelance crowd don't go to other shows. Mm-hmm. They're very easy uh, when it comes to getting reactions out of and things like that. So I don't think any of that freelance crowd knew what was going no. on. I don't think they knew, with the exception of 10, 15 fans, knew that you were over an hour down the road with Frank. Well, and because I was all in on our angle, I kept the social media stuff to a minimum. Like, I'd share clips or repost stuff I was tagged in. You know who like, didn't? You know who didn't keep it to a minimum? Frank. Your fucking buddy. <laughs> fucking <laughs> well, posting you two hanging out all day well, long. And so, like, I've, like... And I'm sure, I guess we can talk about it because I'm sure it'll happen. But, like... And, like, I'd pitch stuff to him, like, for us to film, but I was like, we can't do it. And, like, one of the most excited... Th- the other things I was most excited about us wrapping up was yeah. so I could do them with him. Because, like, 
we I want to take like the real life version of where we're like yeah I got to find myself as a performer outside sure. of the wrestling ability yeah and I want fr- I, like I want to just film stuff with Frank like Frank turning me into a star which yeah, is just yeah. Frank trying to tr- turn me into Frank fuck but you already did with one of your fucking yeah. friends fuck you <laughs> all right uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I was like this will give me good stuff to film like content that's not re- like directly in ring stuff yeah. because as it is I know even in that group like I'm the rest like just the pure wrestler of the group oh dude you're burying Casey Navarro huh no, okay alright Ka- alright Ka- right. uh, I'm down got, for this but Casey's got that character and can talk and everything I'm fucking with you I'm fucking with you <laughs> I just need to say it <laughs> I'm just trying to get you to bury everyone uh no man no it was it's fuck it's fine dude you and you and Frank Frank will do good for you because um he won't let you talk right so you'll be like to an extent though does he, he let he you gave, talk he gave, well so I've been asking him to in small doses for film stuff because it's easy to just like chirp in and something like just give me some dead space or like let me know when I can that's what I meant in. he won't let you but, talk because he'll take most well, of it but he yeah which is what I need like baby steps that's right? what you want but it, like the show this uh, this past Saturday he was like well you're talking and I almost asked him to like skip it like but but also Trevor wasn't there oh okay and he was like and it was simple and I just had to like send him to the back or whatever but that was I think that was the first time like on an actual show that was like some outdoor show I actually had to like cut a heel promo on the mic and it was terrifying which it should be easier like a heel promo should be way easier than like a babyface promo but dude wild i'm too Uh, quiet and fuck well uh, spoken i'm gonna bring this back we gotta bring it because we we did a giant loop we're gonna bring it back to our our you kicking me out of freelance yeah so uh fuck you man (laughs) oh dude i'm gonna get so mad right now fucking we're 52 minutes in and you got me in it's you got me hot in the inside talking about warrior wrestling Fucking, fucking hell. Fuck you. <sighs> oh, okay, so anyway. Freelance, yeah. Stop. All right, so uh, uh, once once we found out you were the guy, mm-hmm. right, I am one of the very few professional wrestlers that has the mindset of how does this affect Storm Grayson, right? There are very few people that had the freelance title had that mindset or set someone up for success this way um the the only one was mustafa ali he set up gpa but in one show though right uh before he went to wb they did a three-way match for him to lose that title it was him isaiah and gpa Mm -hmm. and they did the favors gave it to him gave him the small little rub but nobody did a full-blown fucking this is the new guy. Mm-hmm. Kylie Ray relinquished the title maybe once or twice. Um, Stevie Fierce lost it right away, I believe. Was he champ? I believe he was champ. Yeah. Uh, lost it right away. Nothing memorable. Um, GPA had a small little heel run with it, or babyface slash heel run. Didn't really set anyone up for success. Um, the, the, the title was fucked until I had it. Right, and and I'm able to say that because I talked to James about it, and he kind of agreed as well. Like it was a giant mess, right? Um, so even when Ethan Page had it, like he gave it to Kylie, who was already super over, but then she relinquished it. So once we figure out you're the guy, my mindset was, whatever we do now, how does it affect Storm Grayson? How do we set him up for success? How do we make this mean something? And we did some amazing things together. Like, we turned McFoley heel. 
And Foley legitimately said to us in the back, he goes, that was the first time in my career that I got a fuck you Foley chant. Do you still have a sock? Did you get yeah, the suck? Yeah. Fucking, I wanted it. Yeah, I know. Frank told me. I wanted it, but it made no sense for me to have it yeah. because I didn't take it. So I didn't, I didn't care. I was like, if I was going to take Socko, yeah. I would have took that shit home. Because I told him, I was like, I, I was like, I just assumed Rob had grabbed this. And he's like, oh, he wanted it. But but I didn't take it, yeah. so it means nothing to yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, You know what I'm saying? Uh, how did you feel uh, going into a Foley match? Obviously nervous, but I think I was because I dropped the title to you. I dropped the title to you, and you had it for one month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which was awkward. I did not agree with this. Uh, Not because I didn't want to drop titles to you, but because it didn't do anything for you. Yeah. Right. It gave you a fake run. run, It ended up helping. You think so? Because one, at least for me, because at least internally it helped me. Because when I won it, like it was a fake win. Well, at that time, I felt like I was on top of the world, right? Because things were going well. Like in the middle of it, like sure. it was a, it was going well enough for me to like shoo the voices of doubt away, right? Okay. But then, when I wanted, I could feel that it wasn't that. It meant everything to me just from like it was a brief moment of validation, and then immediately like, all right, get your head back on track. Because when I went it, that was like like we said that imposter syndrome. I was like, you're not the you're. I didn't feel like the guy yet. Some people thought you were though. No one saw that coming. Me taking it away from you the very next. No, show. and I think that's what helped. Yeah, yeah. If if I had lost it a month later in any other way than Mick Foley turning, it would have been terrible. It, it, it would have it wouldn't have worked. I, I personally did not agree to anything other than that storyline. Mm-hmm. So so um, I was originally supposed to lose the legacy title in the opening match of the show, mm-hmm. and then lose the main title to you at the at the end, yeah. right? And and that didn't happen that way. But um, uh, isn't that what happened? Isn't that what happened? I think I didn't, you I wrestled didn't... twice. Then. Or did you lose it the month before? Maybe uh, they were a month apart. It was a main event with Brian Keith. Then oh, okay. It. Then you, That might have been the Rumble show or whatever. Yeah, then I lost it next next month to yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, because you attacked me. And I said I was not losing the title to you unless we had Mick Foley on a lock. Yeah. Because it didn't do any, anything good. Because I was going to lose it and then win it right back. It would bury you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But going into Mick Foley match, like, how did you feel like knowing we had this... like? crazy fucking yeah. moment in story well i i think i told you like my full circle aspect for mcfoley no tell me oh really okay remember. so my first ever like live wrestling event which was maybe like four or five years old or whatever rosemont horizon okay um i got to do love shirt there that was my first wrestling shirt and i got a mankind the thing on the back sure action figure and that was my the, those that was my first action figure and my first shirt like that, I got myself. Like I had a couple of hand me downs from like my mom, like as a kid. But like those were my first, and she bought me those at my first of wrestling event. And I still had that shirt and still had that figure. And so like, and I knew I was inviting my mom. And like there was this full circle of a moment as I could get it. Like this yeah, is the yeah. guy. Was literally my Your mom first. came to that show. Yeah, and I like Bro. he met her and stuff. And like that was being able to do that. Like let's take the wrestling away. Like that was the full circle thing. She took me to that show when and bought me those things when i was three four years old i was and like and i brought the dude love shirt with and he like t- i told him and he signed it and everything that's and, awesome like, so like it, it there was a lot of like personal pressure going in but i knew we didn't ha- we weren't doing anything like you were like, going we through thumbtacks have- and shit no 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 but that was like exciting okay like okay. i was nervous but i was excited like growing up, obviously a huge McFoley fan. I always wanted to take tax and never, do- never done it. So I was like, <laughs> I was like, it's, I want it to be something special when I do it. And what better time than with McFoley in the ring? My biggest fear was that that spot wasn't going to happen at that point. 
But like I was excited because I knew no one was gonna see him turning, and no one was gonna see. Nobody saw that. Come and on. no one was gonna see me losing a month later. Yep. And like th- those were the only things that the, the, like so that I had nothing to be nervous about. I knew our story was set. Sure. Um. Obviously, I wanted to like show out and not have like a terrible match in front of McFoley and a yeah. sold out crowd. But like, and and that was also the first time my family was seeing me wrestle since I had lost the mask. Did well, I, like my mom had seen me like pre just before like Green Kid kind of stuff, but like. As this new version of Storm Grayson on like a really cool show, like that was the first time I could try to be the guy in front of them. Yeah. And like my childhood best friend, I told you about who, like that was the first time he got to see me in that way and come see me wrestle. Like real quick, what did your mom think of the thumbtacks when you go through the thumbtacks? How mad was she? Uh, she was mad, but I'll tell you exactly what she said to me after. Uh, she said she was like, I get it, but I never want to see it again. Wow. Yeah. Because so my mom, the reason I'm a wrestling fan is because my mom was a huge wrestling fan, and her dad was a huge wrestling fan. So That's it just awesome. like got passed on to me. Yeah. So like... My mom seen me wrestle once. Really? She don't give a fuck. <laughs> she don't care. But like, so that was cool. Like, so like she got to have her picture with McFoley. She took me to the show, bought me a shirt, and I got to be like, here's McFoley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get to meet him. That's wild. Yeah. Like, so that was like a cool full circle thing. But... Other than that, like I knew we were set, but I think I needed those tacks. Like I had to take something for that because of the way I wrestle, okay. which like we said, like quote unquote, is kind boring. of the boring stuff. Boring stuff. I needed something that like, and you even said it to me in the match when you're like body slamming me on the floor, and like I know you're like partially you, but you're you're like earn it, and like to me the tacks felt like that. Okay. Like I felt I had something to prove to freelance that I wasn't just pushed into that position because I trained at the school and was like handpicked. Sure. I didn't, I didn't. I didn't want it to. I didn't want me to be forced on them. Well, you're a Bryce Benjamin guy. You're not really a freelance academy. No, guy. but because people didn't know who I was, oh, everyone sure, was just sure, like, sure, "Oh, he's sure, a freelance." Sure. I get it. I get it. I get it. But um, like I, I felt like I needed something to like prove it to them, and which was the same thing I felt about the blood. But I think the tax helped legitimize me for freelance. You and think the so? fans. Yeah. Because the reaction they gave me going into the match and everything yeah. was like, they wanted me to beat you. But when I came back the next month for a scramble, it felt like they were just happy to see me. Sure. For yeah, the first yeah, time. Because you went through hell. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. He yeah, cares. Yeah, yeah. He, he earned it. Like, yeah. I think we told a really good story leading into that. Because, like, um, other than getting Mick Foley, I didn't do that. Frank got Mick Foley. Mm-hmm. Um, I pretty much laid out our whole storyline. And I laid it out with your best interest in mind. Not many people knew that mm. or do that, like I said. And because, like I said, my thing was, how does this affect Storm? How does this affect Storm? Uh, uh, do I say this? I don't think I say this. Uh, but I, I, I'm, I'm censoring myself because I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. But, like, if you have matches that I don't agree with because it does nothing for you, then I, I would always question that. Right, I always question that. Like, um, no, this won't hurt anyone's feelings. Like, like when you went twenty minutes with Etsy Orlandi, mm-hmm. I don't think you should have went twenty minutes with Etsy Orlandi. I get why you went twenty minutes with him because you wanted to prove something to yourself that you could take a student, kind of, and 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 carry them into this fucking thing to make you the guy. Mm-hmm. Right, I get that, but for that to happen. And, and this was my issue with it. They needed to do something with Ezio afterwards, which they didn't. Right, he was on the pre-show the next mm-hmm. th- next time. All right, when I wrestled Chico and put Chico over for the, uh, like put him over as a top guy. When I wrestled him for the freelance heavyweight title, they put him in the pre-show the next month. I was like, oh, don't do that, don't do that. Right, so certain things I didn't think helped you. Right, to be that guy. Right, there's other matchups that you could have had, like 
when you did uh, Russell, Tony Depp, and, and you know things like that. Those things elevate you mm-hmm. to make you big in the, the people's eyes. So when we put these, when I put this whole story together, I wanted, I originally wanted you to walk through hell to get to this, and I originally pitched uh, you versus Isaiah versus Kylie Ray. That was supposed to be the last match, and I and I felt that you wrestling Isaiah and Kylie would give you the rub to beat me to say this is the guy. What do you think about that? Do you I agree with that si- match? I saw both sides to it. Okay. I saw your side from legitimizing me in the eyes of like freelance fans. Yeah. But and, I also agreed with... And the peers. With, I, I also agreed with the fear of... I mean, we saw me wrestle Kylie before. Match was great. They still liked me after. Was but that the crowd was, Yeah, but the crowd... Different crowd. Different but crowd. the crowd was all on her side. Really? And they were electric. It's my favorite. Sure. The, well, now, obviously, probably before this last one, my yeah. favorite match ever. Um, and as far as like a normal wrestling match goes, probably the best match I've ever had. Is, yeah. But I, um, and, and the moment I walked out, they like turned on me. Really? Yeah. I, watch I mean, that. like it was in a friendly manner. Like people still so wanted much. to talk to me after the match. Yeah. It's just, I think she's untouchable in that building. Yeah, so yeah. I, I, I would have been very nervous about that. If we would have been able to pull it off, I think it would have been great. Mm-hmm. But but Corbin and GPA did their roles. It was yeah. two heel, three heels in one night. I yeah. think it was fucking great. And like, and two like pure heels too, which yeah. personally I prefer working with because like, I just like selling. Yeah, yeah. right. Like and yeah. like and the moment like. We're like, okay, we're going to start. And everyone was on the same page. Like, Darren Corbin, being the guy he is, came up to me and was like, and I was like, did you have anything in mind? He's like, oh, no, I'm here to start yours and Rob's story for the third match. And I was like, yeah, you're the man. I I, I talked to both those guys. I said, it's up to us to fucking put him over. If we don't Mm -hmm. do our job, it's going to be shit. Yeah. Because he's got to be the guy. And I think I hit, like, a drop kick on Corbin. Yeah. And then he just tore my leg apart for the next, like, ten minutes until, and there was, like, a flash so finish like, so uh you you wrestled corbin did well you wrestled gpa should have been shorter but it was fine did well then you re- then you came to me and you started bleeding yeah how nervous were you for to bleed okay so <laughs> i'm gonna tell the story exactly how it how it went down in my head which felt like a lifetime i watched it back and you're from the time i get hit by the title you're there in like five seconds oh it's quick oh yeah, yeah. which is even scary in hindsight but <laughs> so can I tell the full story? Like, tell the full to... story. Okay, I'm okay, going to tell okay. the full story because you did what I told you not to do. I know. And Fucking it was an idiot. accident though. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so uh, we're in the back and you tell me. I, you're giving me the advice on the way you do it because I tried I, once I, years ago and I got We are not going to go it. into how we do it, right? Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But I gave you advice. Yeah. And I told you what not to do. Yeah. And and the, I think I told you back there, I said, did I, did I tell you back there you can't handle? Because you said... You said, how did you do it for Kylie Ray?" And I told you my way, and I said, don't do it my way because you, you'll freak out. Yeah. Did I say that? Yeah. Uh, well, yes, essentially. But, like, that wasn't the part I even, like, got lost in. Okay. Like, I, I, I believed every word you said. And I, t- I, in my head going into the match, I was taking your advice. Okay. Like, it wasn't intentional. Sure. So I took your advice, um, or at least I was going to take your advice. The moment happens, and like got, it happened so fast. I felt like Frank was taking forever to get there, which sure. he, once again he didn't. Did not. Like there's, I'm definitely like peeking because I was like, oh, he missed his cue. Nope. Um, he hits me with the title, and I roll out and just go you, for you, you it. You do the deeds. And like, I haven't even finished doing it, 
and I see blood pooling on the ground. And you start freaking out. And I was like, and that's when I, I, I like, it was like a movie. Like I heard your voice in my head. Don't do this. And then and I was you like, did that. And I was like, oh shit, that's what I just did. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and that, and you come over. And so instantly, which this feels like a lifetime, like in my head, I'm like, did I just ruin all of this after wrestling two matches? Because I'm not going to be able to do everything. Oh, because you thought you were going to die? What, no, not, I didn't think I was going <laughs> to die. Bleed out. I just didn't know if I was going to be able to, like, with how, I didn't expect it to come so fast. Oh, oh. Dude, wow. instantly pulling on the floor. Blood and I was everywhere. like, oh. No, oh, no. If, honestly, what you said to me probably scared me more because I realized what had happened, that I did exactly what you said not to do. Yeah. But then I hear your voice, oh, let's see you. And I just say, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was so excited. You, do, and you were so excited, which for a second made me feel calm. Yeah, yeah. And then when we're in the ring, it was when it was like still pooling. And I was like, which had felt like it was Fucks longer than was. up. Yeah. And that's when I was like, is it too, I can't see this. Is it too much? And then you go, you were like, oh, you look great. <laughs> and I was like, and you're like kicking me in the leg. And I'm just like, okay, but is it too much? No, like, not too and much. And you're like, it's perfect. And then it started beating my ass, and that's when I settled down. I was like, "Oh, if he's not worried, I'm not." Worried. Oh, I wasn't worried. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, but I knew that you. I knew. Okay, so Frank hates you with the belt. You go to the floor. I come to get you. As soon as I looked at your head, I went, "He did too many. <laughs> <laughs> he, he he did not take my advice." And 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 I got kind of excited. I was like, "Oh, this is gonna be great." Yeah, because yeah. you were fucking bleeding everywhere. When when I bled with Kylie, uh, I knew what I was doing. Yeah, and I knew I was gonna go overboard. Right, because yeah. I kind of wanted it. Yeah, uh, you you didn't have as much as blood as I did because the my blood was went yeah. down into my gear, like down my stomach, like yours stayed in your face. Mine was yeah. all over my chest and my legs. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and um, I did I did way too much, right? Yeah, because I wanted to. And and I remember telling you, here's how I did it. Don't do it my way. because yeah. you can't handle that because it'll freak you the fuck out. Yeah, because when you said there was pools of blood underneath you. Like, imagine that times seven, because yeah. I was hanging upside down. Yeah. And I was like, I freaked for a second. I went, oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. I did too much. Yeah. And then I was like, no, oh, I'm good. I did. I just did enough. Yeah. So when I came and got you and I saw all the blood, I was like, oh, he did it. And, <laughs> and I, But I knew you would be fine. Because yeah. cause I knew you followed my uh, tips. Yeah. Right? Um and I gave Orange Cassidy those same tips yeah. too. When uh, when he when I was in Jacksonville, someone told him to do it the old school way. Yeah. And I said, "Don't fucking do that." Yeah. And he's like, "Well, th- this old school guy, legend, told him what to do." I go, "Look at me," and and I go, "I did this. Um, what was it? Maybe like three weeks ago. Yeah. I have nothing, no scars, no nothing." I go, "If you do it this way, you're gonna get fucked." Yeah. And he took my advice what you did, but he he took my advice <laughs> and didn't bleed yeah. fucking buckets. So when I picked you up and you were bleeding everywhere, I was so excited. I was like, yes. Yeah. I was so happy. I remember you asking me, did I do too much? I was like, you look perfect. Yeah. And, when, and you know I trust you too. So I was like, I was oh, yeah. like if he's not worried, I was like, oh, I have was no worried. reason to be worried. I was, was like, if a... he, and that's when I was excited because yeah. my biggest fear – so the, my same reason, like my biggest fear was the tax spot wasn't going to happen. My biggest fear for this match would no be no blood. Well, yeah, because yeah, I did nothing yeah. the whole match. If I if the blood didn't work, yeah. it was a terrible gauntlet. Oh, I knew it was going to work. Yeah, like oh. like it was a terrible gauntlet. Otherwise, like the story we told needed the blood. It was like, great. 
It was and fucking then, so great. when I saw, but but the thing is too is like, dude, Veronica was crying. Oh, your girl? Yeah. I was just gonna ask you what she. Yeah, think? I hope she, I hope she doesn't mind me saying it on here, uh, but but like, cause she's not like a like a big wrestling fan. Did which, she think I fucked you up? No, 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 okay, no. Yeah. I I I told her it was gonna happen. I okay, had to yeah. warn her. Yeah, I was oh, like, no. that would not have gone well. Yeah. Do you, do you know that? Um, uh, the next night after our match. Right? Yeah. I was watching it on IWTV, you bleeding everywhere, and I was like, oh, this looks fucking great. My wife's there. She goes, he did that to himself? I go, yeah. And she goes, just like you did it to yourself, but you lied to me? I go, yeah, I did it to myself. She goes, what? Wait, that was the first time she found that out? So (laughs) when I bled with Kylie Ray, I told my wife it was hard way and that I hit my head on the ring, and that's how I got fucked up because I didn't want the lecture that – I did the favors. Yeah. How long ago was that? A couple of years now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just last week, she oh found God. out because I, I spilled it. Yeah. She goes, you, you lied. You said, you, you said you hit your head out of the ring. I was like, come on. Like, come on. I waited so I never, long enough. Yeah. I never smartened her up until last week, yeah. and I got in trouble for it. But yeah. you smartened your girl up right away. Yeah. This well, is the way be- to go. Kids, don't take my advice. Don't yeah. hide it. <laughs> just, well, just smarten up. It's because, well, and I almost didn't the first time we wrestled because remember i wanted to do it then and i told you no no yeah you told me no and you're like save it because i was afraid i didn't have enough momentum going into that so i was like i need something but i'm really glad obviously i was against it i think i was against it this one too and i eventually agreed to it didn't i yeah well i got a text from you one day that i was like because when I first mentioned to you, like, oh, I don't know, we'll see. Ask me later. Like, which because you were sold. And then I got a text from you at work randomly, and you were like, "I'm not saying you should, but if there's ever time to bleed, it's now." And I got Is that what the, I said? I, yeah, and I was at work alone. I stood up. I was so excited. Oh Because no. <laughs> like I had this this vision of how it went down. That's why I was so happy because like it went down exactly how like I dreamed it would sure, go sure, down. Sure, sure, sure. Like whether someone liked the match or not, that was my vision of it, and I was happy with it. Everyone listening to this is like, you guys are fucking sick dude you're just like, yeah, yeah. You're, you're talking about bleeding in these matches and how excited you are for this fucking blood like it's something about our sport that no one could like yeah. uh no one could no one could relate unless yeah. you're in it like one of my wife was yelling at me last week about it uh, about me doing the favors with kylie ray i was like you can all understand i was yeah. like you i i can't tell you about these things because you just don't understand yeah. it like you need to be in that moment in that like I fucking, it's going to happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's part of our sport. Well, I was watching it and like, and like Veronica said the same thing. And I was like, and she's like, why are you smiling? And I was it's like, fucking great. I was like it's fucking it was great. amazing. Well, like, I know it's a side tangent really quick, but like, and obviously it was nowhere near what he had, but like going into that match, I just wanted like the JBL Eddie match. Oh, fuck off. He did. That's Not, too much. Well, that's too much. That's yeah. way too much. But I just meant like, boy, the whole time he just bled for it. I and by the time he came back, they were like, dude, this Bro, I would have been worried if you would have had that much. Oh, yeah, me too. I, I think I would have went home early. I would have been, yeah. been scared. Well, that was my biggest fear once is, like, I saw it on the ground. And I was like, I was like, dude, I just wrestled two matches. Do I have to take it home right now? No, like, no, no, no. And then it ended up being perfect. If but... you were Eddie Guerrero style, I would have went home yeah. early. I would have been worried. Oh, yeah. But I wasn't worried with your shit. I was like, oh, this is great. Uh, uh, again, inside baseball, everyone. The only thing that stopped Storm from bleeding buckets is his hair, because it kept soaking up yeah. through your hair, and I kept trying to pull your hair back yeah, so yeah. I could see it. Like, uh, fuck that shower that night must have been fucking gross, huh? Oh, it was disgusting. <laughs> that, that that was when I realized, or like, Just there's a couple pictures from everywhere. it where you can see how like 
saturated my hair as I was like your, your hair ate it up dude, for me I, I got like, short hair so the kind yeah. of my blood just went everywhere yeah I mean? the best it was when it first happened to you and like you were beating my ass because once we started actually doing moves and stuff again like my hair was just a mop at that point like cleaning it up but uh, not to jump ahead but how did you feel the next day wrestling Brian Keith oh I, I never felt more alive really <laughs> I was dead yeah because I wrestled the next day GPA yeah at underground uh and I was I was dead. I, I think, like laying on the floor. I couldn't yeah. get up. I was fucked up. Well, so uh, I mentally never felt more alive. Uh, yeah. Physically, I was laying on a lacrosse ball. <laughs> like, oh, back in the day? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like getting ready. Um, but like, it, there, there's a part of me where, like, like we said, like I wanted to be the guy. I sure. want to be the guy. I want you the did promos. What I did. And, yeah. You did what I did. And uh, so I was like, the next day, I was like, because I, I, normally I'm not in that position for underground because I'm like the secondary championship. Yeah. yeah. So like us being that we were the main event, so and we had like fifteen to whatever, whatever, and so I was like, oh cool, I get to be the guy. I yeah, get yeah. to show up tomorrow night on and do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah and do this again and prove I, I can. I belong here. Uh, like, I was a little disappointed you had a bandaid on though. You should have toughed it out. No bandaid. Well, I did. I put the bandaid on to protect. No. You bleed again. No, 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 no. <laughs> I put the bandit on to protect, like, the business. Why? Because the way it looked, they were, they were so scattered. Like, there was no way it was... No, you let that fucking shit... You like, let that shit fly. Yeah. Well, I was when mad I told, at you. Because Keith and I had talked about it, but they were too small. They wouldn't have opened up well. Uh, like, they were almost all closed except for one. That's good. And so, like, I was telling... Like, I, once again, I made the mistake, like, bring it up, and I told Veronica. She's like, what is wrong with you? Like, <laughs> she's like, is that a normal thing? And I was like, yeah, kind of. Like, because that was the first thing Keith asked me. He's like, can we? I He's like, is it going to work? And I was like, I don't think so. Because oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm the expert on this yeah. fucking bullshit. Yeah. Well, so I also don't needed, die. I also needed it healed by this Friday. It's good, right? Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't it's see fine. anything. I look great. Yeah. Bro, I told you. It's fucking. Yeah, you're the man for that. Listen, listen. Deathmatch, guys. If you need to learn the secret, I'll fucking tell it to you. But I'm not. I expose the business too much on the podcast. I'm not going to tell everyone on the podcast how to do this because I'm not responsible for you guys sitting at home making yourself fucking bleed <laughs> like weirdos. Uh, but I, I got this formula on this, man. It's it's perfect. I've never heard it pitched this way before. Right? Yeah. It's different. Because people have their theories on how this is done. Mm -hmm. Dude, mine, mine is foolproof. You don't get any scars. It heals up yeah. real fucking quick. Uh, it's like an evolution of the normally said technique that never works, and then everyone else It never does. fucking works. No. Never, never works. Never. We're not getting into yeah, it. Yeah, but never. So, so we did the match. Everything went well. And... Uh, and I have one regret on that match. It, it's going to blow your mind what my regret is. I wish I would have had you kick out of my finish at one. And and I wish you would have I thought about it way later. And, and if I was in the moment more, if I had a few more minutes, I think I would have came to this conclusion. I wish the finish of this show was you kicking out at one straight to your fucking feet. And just firing shots, firing shots. In, in a perfect world, I'm no selling those shots, and I'm and I'm talking shit while you're hitting me. Bah, 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 bah. And then something happens. Bah, 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 and then into the into the go home. That's my only regret of our match is that I didn't put the finish together a little bit more perfect. But otherwise, my biggest regret's similar, but yours is the opposite. Which you're, uh, now that you say that, sounds awesome. Yeah. But, <laughs> but, like, I felt I kicked out too early. Oh, no, no, no. Like, I know it was, it was close, but, like, you know that, like, that Kurt Angle kick out? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we had perch for it, too, the man. Like, sure. we could have done it. And I, w I was mad at myself. No. But I was also, like, 
kind of blurried vision by that point. So. I, I just hope at the end of the day, when's the next freelance show? What do you, what do you have to? Is it a is it an Emporium show? That's yeah. That's the only March show. March right? March what? Uh, ninth. March ninth. I hope at the March 9th show. Oh shit! You got a week, <coughs> two weeks. I hope at that March 9th show, the 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 fans receive you as the guy. Yeah. That that's that's my biggest thing. I think one of the things I told you is don't make don't make me come back. Yeah. Right. <laughs> don't make me be Hogan and Warrior. Hogan had to come back way too fucking. I thanked soon. you, and that was your response. Yeah. Don't make me don't make yeah. me fucking come back. Uh, because um. There's no heat between freelance and myself. I just don't want me coming back because you couldn't fucking carry that yeah, ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I knew what you meant when you said that. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I hope that the fans listening to this and the fans that go to the freelance shows um, fucking see all the work we put into this motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Because goddamn, we yeah. need some youth over there. Because we need the younger kids to step yeah. up. And that was my main thing, too. It's like, give the fucking kid a run. You know they wanted me to wrestle you after you won the title? And I told them, fuck no. Like March, oh, that, like was, a, that was a plan. It was fucking terrible. A terrible fucking idea. They were like, "Yeah, so you lose the title in February, and then Russell Storm one more time in March." I go, "No, no, he the story's over. Have him beat up the fucking clown that took too fucking long. I was so mad at you guys. That's my other regret. You and Frank went way too long. It should have been three I, seconds, I'm, three I'm, seconds I'm in not, and out. I'm not gonna say anything. Yet. <laughs> you fucking he put it together. Fuck off. I know what he did." Uh, it, it was a compromise or something. I it, was adamant about the power bomb though. That's fine. It should have been. Oh no! Kick power bomb. Fucking yeah. good night, Irene. Hated. Yeah, I hated the run around. It, yeah. It's Frank's idea. Fuck you, Frank. Um, he he got approval from other people who also liked it. Though. I was definitely outnumbered. And like it was partially his story too, right? Like they he had his part. they definitely kept me in the dark. <laughs> yeah. I'm the finish on well, that he, one because we he had asked like a couple wrestlers at ringside, and I was like. Because part of me selfishly was like, I was like, well, no, this is about me in the story, not and not everyone else. But then I was like, okay, I get it. And I was like, took too long. And he has his story too, so I was like, um, because I mean, I don't know what he's doing next, but at least as far as this chapter, he told me he's done. Yeah, he's done too. I I don't believe him. I told him. I told him. I I don't believe you as well. But like, um. I, I was very adamant the Robert Anthony Frank the Clown duo storyline needed to leave on top because if we come back if we came back next month and just no. it'd be fucking same old shit we turn McFoley heel there's really not much yeah, we can what do what more can you do not much we could do um and then uh, you thought you were retiring me and then I show up at AEW yeah. <laughs> what did you think when it, when how did you find out I showed up at AEW you see it on Twitter um or someone stooge it off. No, I think some no. So I I didn't know, but after it happened, I got I got a text. After it happened. Yeah, yeah, I got it. After it happened, I got a text. But I kind of like assumed that. Who'd you get the text from? Gino. James. James. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, what did he say? No, he was just like he he just like mentioned it. He was just like he was just like Rob just showed up at AEW, and yeah. I was like, that's dope. I was like, and he was like, well, I think he said I assumed you knew, and I was he was like I assume you know, but I was like, no, I didn't know, and I like I wasn't like watching it like. I- Dude, there was five people yeah. that knew. I was at a show when it happened, like so. I like I, because otherwise I would have been at AEW, but like, uh, um, at least like helping out and stuff. But so I'll tell you because I told mm. the podcast this a little bit, but like, uh, me going back to AEW, uh, wasn't a long plan. It was it was fairly quick. I did the podcast with Danny and Pekovic, and then my thing after the podcast with Danny was I wanted to be in the gym lineup and tournament, and he's like, okay, I'll book you. I said okay cool and then 
we figured out what was going on with me and you. And I told Danny, I'm like, hey, man, I'm done in uh, February for freelance. So we know whatever you want to do leading up to the gym, I'll, I'll just be hanging out doing whatever. He's like, do you want to come back? I was like, oh, shit, what? Yeah. He's like, let's do it. And 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 it was me, Danny, Pekovich, Joe, and Chucky Smooth were the only five that knew for a very long time, mm. up until the week of the show. And... Um, because they had to smarten up the guy that did my um, entrance video. Mm. They smartened up uh, Tyler Bolts, and then um, that was pretty much about it. Mm. So going into it, seven people knew. And when I snuck into Berwyn, uh, I snuck into the back stairs, yeah. sat the fuck down, and when I looked through the, the hallway, I saw Gino. And I was like, fuck. <laughs> like, oh, it's fucking Gino. So I like I don't think I told this on here, but I told <laughs> I told Alfonso in August the story. Oh fuck, it's Gino. I gotta hide from Gino. So I like sat with my back to that like six-sided ring in the locker room, like my back there, just like head down low, and I look up and Gino's in front of me and he goes, What are you doing here? And I go, <laughs> I go, I go, I go, Oh, hey Gino. He goes, what are you doing here? I was like, Oh, I'm just hanging out. He goes, you're hanging out in a suit? <laughs> and I go, <laughs> I go, I go, yeah, man, I just wanted to see some people. He goes, I don't think you're just hanging out. <laughs> in my head, a kid, like, just walked down and saw you, like, putting presents under the tree and was like, what are you doing here? Like, <laughs> he, was so, he was so confused. And he goes, I don't think you're just hanging out. I go, yeah, man, I'm just hanging out. He goes, I don't believe you, but I will watch it in anticipation. <laughs> and then he walked away. And I was like, I was like, Fuck. I was like, Gino's definitely gonna snitch this out. I was like, this is this is gone real bad. And it and it got to the point to where like I was doing a program with Mance Warner in my debut. And Mance Warner didn't know either. Oh really? They didn't tell anyone. They they do they kept this shit a secret all the way up until I walked out to the uh, to the ring. So it was like a super big secret that I was pretty proud it didn't get leaked. because uh, your boy Trevor knew the day of because uh he was in the ring with Tyler. And he had to take the powder, so he knew uh, what was going on to open the show. But, like, we kept it a secret. And um, I got a few DMs and a few text messages afterwards. I was like, woo I was like, woof. Well, see, like, I assumed you would go back eventually. You think so? Like, so I didn't. Oh, well, no, I didn't I knew you and Even I, I didn't think this. Well, no, I, I I thought you would at least wrestle there again, even like a one-off even. I thought it was going to be one and done. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, thought I thought it was going to be gym have tournament one and that's more it. match there or something down the road just because, like, we talked about it and, like, and, like, I, and I remember you and, like, Danny had talked and stuff, so I was like, oh, okay. I was like, it'll happen at some point once he's done probably. Oof, just be cool. I didn't see it coming this way. And, like, as soon as it happened, I was like, how do they keep pulling this stuff off? Who? You. Oh, me? Yeah. Weird shit like, like that? Yeah. I was like, just for like the stars to align to all the same way we were able to like, you were able to like, I mean, obviously there's other people involved with the McFoley thing, yeah, yeah, but you still found a way to get yourself into this like perfect stars aligned situation. Dude, dude, here's how perfect it was. Friday, I closed freelance with you. The very next Friday, I opened AEW. Yeah. <laughs> it couldn't have suit. gone better for you and me. Like that, like it worked out perfectly for like for both of us because it gave me freelance, gave me the reins of freelance, yep. and uh, and and then it, it allowed you to. I even said it to you, like, like I think I even like tweeted where I was like excited to see the second win because I was like he's gonna do something. I thought you knew. 
No. I thought, I thought some stooge dude when you tweeted oh, really? that. I was like, oh, fuck oh, no. he does. I he just, does. No, I was just quoting you because you're like, oh, I'm 40. I'm just in my second win. I'm yeah, like, yeah, 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 no, yeah. you've got cool stuff coming up. And you had already, I think, said the stuff about Mexico. Mexico, like, yeah, yeah. And so I was like, oh, okay, cool. Go, go have at it. You can do cool stuff. And I know you know, like... You have enough connections places from places you've worked before. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So there could be something. I didn't see this coming the way it did. I didn't see the way it coming either. Because it just it, it's it. too it just perfect, fell on my lap. Right? Fell on my lap. Mm-hmm. And, and the, the cool thing is that uh, I'm going to be a different Robert Anthony. I'm mm-hmm. suit Robert Anthony. So it's going to be fucking, it'll be fun on that aspect. And there's a lot of new matchups and stuff like that. Of course, I'll still be an asshole and, and a heel, blah, blah, blah. But it's, um, uh, the AEW crowd is harder to work. Freelance is mm-hmm. easy. Right, you get them by the palm yeah. of your hand very quickly. You got to work a little bit harder with the freelance crowd yeah. because, or uh, the AEW crowd, because they've seen everything. Mm-hmm. So we'll we'll see where it fucking goes. But it was just like a weird fucking thing, a weird story. And and uh, like I said, I was very proud that I was able to leave freelance, not forever, but uh, leave freelance, doing the right thing, setting up you for the future. And then I went and took care of myself on the back end, which was pretty wild i'm gonna show you i'm gonna show you a dm a little bit after we're done recording it's gonna make you laugh it's gonna make you laugh at how wild this is because some of the some of the students they were like in shock and i had to i had to like end some rumors oh but about aw about leaving freelance yeah oh bro some of the students went wild and i was like Ooh! i was like you guys are starting shit i gotta stop yeah, I, it. I don't i don't see i just don't get it like and I, maybe it's because it like wild. danny's all, like i've like missed all of that and, like danny's always been cool with me and like known i've worked both and yeah. stuff. so like to me i've like never seen it like i never saw it as weird i was just like oh this is cool like this is like the closest thing we can have to like Lex showing up, so, someone like, jumping ship. Yeah, and I, but like that was the thing is because, but I also knew like some of the kids called I, me a traitor to Merle. Really? Yeah, yeah. There was a show uh, after AAW yeah. in Indiana, maybe, and uh, and Merle was like, some of the kids are calling you a traitor. Like you left us. What uh, kind of traitor runs a two-year program and then, <laughs> and then hands me the belt? <laughs> no, because like, because I left the school. Yeah. Right. I, I I stopped training at the school to coach my son's basketball, and then the next thing you know, now I'm out of the company. Yeah. Now I'm for the the quote unquote rival yeah. that all the students work with for, a with, and a completely different fan base. Yeah. <laughs> that all the students Dude, work for. There was a night where like, and it was so funny because like people would still say that and like. And, like, Trevor and I wrestled each other on an episode of Alive that streamed at the exact same time we were wrestling on a freelance show. I was like, there's no rivalry. Like, everyone's fine. I talked to Danny about this. So, like, AAW used to have closed doors, Mm -hmm. right? So they used to not book anyone if you wrestled in the area, right? But COVID changed that. Mm -hmm. And and, and them losing a lot of their roster changed that. I don't know if it'll ever go back to that. I'm a firm believer in it because um, when I was wrestling for freelance as Robert Anthony, with the exception of Warrior, the few Warrior shows I did because they weren't real. When I did Warrior, they were like once or twice a year. Mm-hmm. So I was, I was, I did that right. But I was very adamant that Robert Anthony wrestles one place in Chicago. That's only right because it it not only strengthens my brand and uh, value. Like, what's the word I'm trying to say? I'm trying to say like my worth, right? How valuable I am to a company, like. I'm less valuable to you if I'm wrestling for Warrior, wrestling for Freelance, wrestling for Galley, wrestling for fucking AAW all in the same couple weeks. Because, like, oh, why are they going to spend $50 to see me at 
AEW when they can spend ten dollars at fucking underground or galley mm. right makes no sense so i took very pride that i was a one company guy in that city right but once you leave chicago then it's it's fair game but um i don't think that those doors are going to open again or close like they did before mm. just because things are different but like you said you guys wrestled on a show that streamed while you're wrestling at the same time yeah fuck dude wild yeah. so what's next for you man prove i'm the guy um to myself and other people i uh like you said i hope you're gonna get out of chicago or is that like you, no you... That, that's that's the goal that's what i'm trying, trying to I, I got a few out of states uh on the third i'm in canada wrestling for the first time for who uh winnipeg pro winnipeg pro yeah, yeah. is that a flight or a drive it's a drive fuck you <laughs> dude never well, do you remember i asked the, so i've had a i've had a couple i had two different chances to debut for have a canadian debut and both got canceled because of like covid and the yeah. restrictions whatever um but i had like messaged you the first time i i think the first time i talked to like maybe it was winnipeg pro sure. still and i was like hey i was like you wouldn't be down to drive to winnipeg right and you're like i'm not down to drive to milwaukee <laughs> <laughs> dude <laughs> like your response. that's that's fucking i'm so glad i said that to you <laughs> fucking uh the, joe has the same fucking stories about me driving yeah. as well bro you are pulling teeth if I have to drive over mm-hmm. an hour, if I have to drive over an hour, you're most likely I'm not going. Yeah. It's not happening, and that's right, dude. It's, you have a hard time getting me to Milwaukee. Fucking, that's the farthest I'll drive right now. Yeah, I'm. I'm, I can't I'm back handle into that. driving because even though I'm not, I haven't had a lot of shows like since COVID out of state. Like a lot of like the extra work stuff I've done has been like six hours. Or I went to like nope. I went to like Nashville. And, like, nope. But like the problem is like working the next morning because I, I like start like coming back just in time to start my shift. <laughs> nope. You I you'll never catch me driving yeah. six hours to be a fucking extra. You won't even, bro. It's I'm too old, and uh, I did I paid those dudes yeah. twelve hours one way, Russell for ten minutes. Stay there for fucking eight hours, drive 12 hours immediately back from Philly. Mm-hmm. Dude, in the snowstorm, in the ice storms, fuck that. I am done. Uh, promoters out there, if you're over an hour and a half away from where I live, fucking get ready to get me that plane ticket because I ain't going nowhere. I am not leaving this house. I got uh I am back in like Minnesota for a couple of places uh April and May too so you got you uh, got to start branching out man yeah, start branching the fuck out or get signed right away and get the fuck out of here one of the two yeah so. which I'm also open to if anyone <laughs> get signed right if away if anyone I'm standing next to on Friday is listening to this where is that located uh Evansville Indiana. Evansville it's for SmackDown yeah bro it's wild dude I, I didn't realize how far that was it's fucking far dude Evansville yeah. yeah. I thought Indianapolis was like the farthest part of Indiana. That's no. the farthest I've ever gone. It's like three hours in Indiana. Oh, no. You're fucked. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Have fun. I'm glad I looked it up. I would you know have looked what? it up I, in I, the morning. I don't do WWE extras no more. Uh, uh, but I, I'll tell you, I'll tell everyone to hear this because you'll love it. You know this story, but they don't know the story. I'm a, I'm a leave the fuck early type of guy. <laughs> one time, one time I left Indianapolis, SmackDown, so fucking early that I got home before SmackDown was fucking over. That's how early I left that goddamn show. Like, I get the Iggy very quickly if extras are doing nothing, and I fucking sneak the fuck out of there as quickly as I fucking can. Mm-hmm. It's not happening. Um, when Jinder Mahal won the title, uh, was that Survivor Series in Chicago? Uh, Backlash, I think. Backlash? Yeah, I watched I that shit from home. Really? Because I left so fucking early that I watched it when I was at home. Fuck 
that. And that was when they were they did like four shows in a row here. It was like uh, NXT pay-per-view. By the way, that was the first time we actually interacted, which was before. I, I didn't bring it up. <laughs> we were there together. We were talking about the first Survivor Series weekend in yeah. 2019. Yeah, I did AEW. Or no, no, I did AEW yeah. on the Wednesday. Yeah. And then I did the whole Survivor Series pay-per-view loop. And I fucking went. I was done. It was yeah. Sunday. I was out of there. I was like, I'm going home. And I watched Jinder yeah. Mahal win the title from home. Well, and I was like, I was just there. I remember because you told me. And I was like, nah. And then you then were, I was just, leaving? You were just gone. Like, like, oh, fuck yeah, dude. I leave. You, you were like, what I do? And then like, don't do what gone. I do. No, no, I don't. No, yeah. but you were just like, well, my thing is. And then like, I thought you were like half joking. Like, I didn't yeah. really know you. I was like, oh, maybe he's like trying to rib me and get me to leave or whatever. No. And then you were actually gone. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was fucking out of there, nah. dude. Dude, the worst is Indianapolis. I'll, I'll always say bye to someone. I stay till the end. Like, I, no I'll, way. I'll, I'm the last one there watching the dark man. Hey, like, you know what, dude? More power to you. Yeah. More fucking power If I'm going to drive and be tired anyway, so I'm like, I might as well. Nope. Uh, <laughs> the the United, or not United Center, the Allstate Arena is the easiest to sneak out of. The easiest. I do that. I go out through the fans. That's how easy that is shit. Uh, but the Indianapolis building is the hardest because you need to take an elevator. And the elevator is next to a production fucking room. So, like, I'm o- I press the button to the elevator with my gear bag hidden around the corner. I'm like, open up, open up, open up, open up. It opens. I grab it in there. Go in there. Press the fucking button. I'm like, go up, go up, go up. And then I fucking get out of there. But Indiana is the toughest. But, uh... Yeah, bro, have fun, especially since you're going to stay there all day and then drive fucking five hours home, six hours home. There was only one day where I considered it, and that was just because I felt awful. I had, like, shows, so I didn't slept for, like, two days. But it was the day I, uh, it was the day I had the match with Veer. So I was like, I can't, and I had, like, to get home in time for, like, 7.30 work. So, like, and it was, like, a six-hour drive. And Fuck I was like, that. I can't. I was like, I can't. Uh, but I couldn't leave because I had the match with Veer. Yeah. And I was Is like, I mean, I would have still right? told someone probably. I know wouldn't want, or at least like, but like, dude, I've never felt worse in my life. But I was like, I had to stay because I had that match, and I was like, I need to have my handshakes and stuff after, and just nope. be like, hey, thanks for the no match. Think, yeah. Like, <laughs> well, I that was the only time I've ever wrestled. I get that. Right? I get that. No. I uh, when I left Indianapolis one time, I got a text as I was driving home. Hey, where you at? We need some security by the ring. And I went, oh, fuck. I was like, hey, man, I'm not feeling real well. I'm in the bathroom. He's like, oh, don't worry. We got it covered. I'm like, okay, I'll see you in a few minutes. Dude, I'm halfway the fuck home. Yeah. I was like, oh, that was the closest I ever got to getting pinched. Yeah. But I was like, oh, that's not good for me. And, but I survived it. Mm. Whatever. Kids, don't leave early. If you're an aspiring professional wrestler and you become an extra, don't leave the show early. Just I do it because I don't give a fuck. But don't be like me. All right, Storm, uh, we are an hour and 30 in. What's, what do you want to, how do you want to sign off? What do you want to say? You left me with words that aren't led by questions. Oh. Dude, you're warmed up. You could say all the no, words I'm you want. Okay, so the, the, the truth is uh, I got to find Storm Grayson now. You do I, I, got, I got to prove to myself that betting on myself actually worked out and that I can be the top guy. Yep. Um, I think after people, after this last match, I think... I think people will believe me as being the top so. guy coming out, at least within the freelance bubble. But now I also have to prove that I can do it. And I also have to have a little bit of, like, robbing me. And, yeah, you got to take control And fight for yours. things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I can't be too nice. And I don't just mean that at freelance or whatever, but I just mean in general. Like, if there's one thing I've learned from you besides the boring stuff, it's the, <laughs> it's the like, sometimes you got to take it, like, and, and not be... I'm a little too much of a pushover sometimes. Yeah, don't so, do that. 
that's uh, going to go get stuff I want. Um, prove I can be a top guy. Branch out there more. I got Minnesota coming up. I got Canada coming up. Um, at Storm Grayson PW on Twitter and Instagram. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Look forward to me learning how to tweet words and not just pictures. Yeah. Uh, learning it, how to use social media. Fuck, dude. I, hey, if you could do it at 40, I can do it at 27. Yeah, I had a coach. <laughs> Tell me what to do. All right, man. I'll talk to you.